0: Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So, stay with us, and right now, we present. I am so thrilled uh, to have this young lady back uh, with me again. She is um, one of the most peculiarly uh, talented people I've ever met um who does the work that she does. Uh she is world renowned. She's globally recognized. She's a luminary. She's inspired. Um she's a celestial guide. We're gonna talk about all of the things that she does because she uh actually channeled a letter for me and, and uh I wanted to make sure that I uh I'm since I'm an open book for you guys, my audience, I wanted to open it up for you so that you could see uh how what kind of work that she does and how important it is roxanne it's such a pleasure to have you and i'm gonna be on your podcast on the 14th yeah (laughs)
1: i'm so honored to be here and i'm just so excited to have you on the show kevin i just love our energy together i love where the conversation goes so it's just an honor to have you
0: well you are just remarkable and that's the only words that i you know words don't even words are not enough um, when we're talking about you, because of all the things that you are capable of doing, your your connection to the angelic realm, the the, the things that you do for humanity, it's just it's just is really a cool thing. I really appreciate you as a as a human being, as a fellow traveler that's trying to make uh, the world a better place for everybody.
1: Thank you, Kevin. And I really appreciate you. And we're all a reflection of one another. And we all have these beautiful gifts and abilities within us. So just thank you for being you and for sharing your medicine with the world, also.
0: Isn't it fun? It's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) So we have the opportunity and we have the ability. Each of us has got uh, our own set of gifts. And it's important that each of us use that set of gifts because we came here to use it's it'd be like if um we went to school to become a a carpenter and but we never bought a hammer and so we didn't we didn't become a carpenter because we never had a hammer but we we came with the hammer and we can use our gifts however we choose to um but We came with a set of gifts to use our, to use everything. And it's, it's amazing to me that some of us forget. Um, and we're going to talk about that. (laughs) There's a lot to talk about here. Um, we, that, um, we forget that we all are amazing creatures. We are. Why do we forget? Why do we not know?
1: You know, I think we come here to this beautiful planetary system. And before we come, we definitely know what our sacred purpose is and how we want to serve the collective. And then, you know, we go through this traumatic experience, going through this birthing process, which is absolutely beautiful, bringing new life into the world. And then all of a sudden, we're told everything that we should be and everything that we should do with our lives instead of following our own intuitive knowingness. Because when we look at small, beautiful young children, we see that innocence, we see that they just enjoy being in the present of now. And when we fast forward that into adulthood, the majority of us don't feel comfortable being in the now moment because there's so much happening. There's so much significance and impact happening from childhood from our life experiences that we're actually not able to be present and to go back into that knowingness so it's all about this beautiful journey our life is about this journey of remembrance of remembering who we innately are
0: it's interesting it seems to me like when we're born we are perfect in in every way and as we start to get older a little bit, and we go th- up to like age five, it seems, it seems like we're slowly forgetting where we came from, how we got here, what our mission is. And so we spend the, re- the rest of our lives trying to remember, or as it were, remember who we really are and how that we are a member of everybody. And stuff, and some of us never, never get it. We, they, as an example, you were saying they don't live in the now. Uh, if you're always concerned about next week's paycheck and what you're going to do next year and the vacation you're going to have and the kids going to, if you're always worried about those things, you never are. You never are able to look at the moment that you're in, and uh, it becomes. the the now moment becomes lost in everything. And, and, but isn't that where your true power comes from?
1: It really is. Because when we think about, you know, society and the way that the collective is going in this now moment, we have seen that so many people are stuck in reliving their past, in bringing up those wounds and allowing those thought processes and those belief systems to really impact their day to day lives, which then put them in this state of anxiousness. And then they go into this state of where they're always looking towards the future, because the past becomes a little bit unbearable, in terms of what they're rehashing in terms of their own belief systems, what they're going through in their now journey. So A lot of the times it's very uncomfortable to be in that now because they haven't been taught to be in that now. They've always been taught to look at tomorrow, to think about tomorrow, and then to relive a little bit of their history because that's what defines them. That's what makes them who they are which isn't actually the reality or the truth. What makes us who we are is who we innately are in our divine essence, not who we were created and we were manipulated to be in this planetary system. We were here to experience and we're here to be in the now. And it's not to say that as human beings at every given moment of a day, we're gonna be in this now present moment. But it also means that when we go into this beautiful state of trust and surrendering, we're actually able to position ourselves to be in this beautiful state of being in the now because we're not worried about tomorrow because we know that we're always being provided for. And when we shift our mentality, when we decide to live in the state of nature and how nature lives, nature is not a stressful environment. and Either is our human environment supposed to be stressful we have made it stressful we have made it complicated with everything that is outside of ourselves so it's coming back to the essence of who we are and when we witness nature nature doesn't live in the past they don't live in the future they live in the now moment for survival and for joy of of their beautiful animal being right or their plant like a plant doesn't question you know what's going to happen tomorrow they're actually able to be present because that's just the laws of nature. That's what we are intended to be. We are intended to flow with nature, not work against it.
0: And when you're in flow with nature, everything changes. You're not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow because whatever's going to happen tomorrow will be. It's what, happened, it's what is happening today. So, And that's why animals have a completely different viewpoint of death. Is that it is what it is. It 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 happens, and and then they go on. It, it's it really is remarkable how worrisome we have become over, over time. We're always worried about all kinds of different things. Why do you think that is? Is it because of our past? And and, and the other question I had for you is, why don't we change the paradigm of the negative experiences that we've had in the past and treat them as a learning experience to become who you really are rather than this horrible thing that happened to me and i can't forgive or I, you know what whatever, whatever your your trauma is and i'm not trying to belittle trauma here but, I'm, but what i'm saying is is that it's all designed i believe for our our betterment over time Am I wrong?
1: No, absolutely. And I think that when we think about, you know, this this conversation and every conversation that I have it never comes with judgment or patronization. It's really about coming back to that knowingness and just coming back to our own innate truth. And when we think about, you know, what you're saying, like, why do we live in this state of chaos? Because that's what we've learned to be comfortable in. We've learned to be comfortable in this state of chaos so that when we're actually in a state of peace and knowingness, it feels uncomfortable because we're not used to it anymore because we haven't experienced that probably for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, right? So when we look at small children, we see how innocent they are, we see the resilience they have, they don't hold on to guilt, they don't hold on to resentment. They move through their emotions very quickly, you know, like they can have someone who they cherished and loved pass away. And then the next minute they're running around, and it, it's a, you know, a hoo So they have this resilience, but we were taught along the way to create impact with everything that happens in life, and that we have to you know, create that significance with everything that happens in life, you know, when somebody passes away, when a relationship ends, we are constantly taught that we have to go into this depressive grieving system. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to grieve. Absolutely, we will but it doesn't mean that we have to create significance and impact. And why does this happen to me? Right? We go into this state of victimization, opposed to understanding that there was lessons, there was teachings, there were experiences that were gifted with perhaps that relationship dynamic or with that life experience that we underwent or what we went through. There's always a lesson. There's always a blessing. And when we change our perspective, just a few degrees, We can be able to witness it and appreciate it at a different capacity because we're not looking at it as life happening to us, but we're looking at it as here, my life is happening for me. It's teaching me lessons. It's giving me and I'm gathering all of these little puzzle pieces and I'm accumulating them and I'm creating this beautiful imagery of what my vision for life will be and what my path is, you know setting me out to be. And that's a really beautiful and powerful thing. But if I'm stuck in this mentality of this victimization, that I think that everything bad is happening to me and why is it happening to me? I'm never going to be able to see the beauty in that because I can't see the polarity. I can't see the opposition of what that is because I'm stuck in, in victimhood. I'm stuck where everything has done me wrong and everything outside of me has accountability not understanding that we actually have accountability on how we react to our life situations. We don't have accountability for other people's actions or their emotions or, you know, the words that they express to us, but we have that power and that control to decide on how we're going to react to something and what power and energy we're going to give to it. Are we going to allow them to disempower us or are we going to allow them to teach us a lesson which empowers us. We have a choice that we have to make at every given moment that life is here on this beautiful planetary system.
0: I wanted to ask you, because I've known people that have been grieving for, I you know, one young lady who has been grieving for her parents for 20 years. Uh, there, They passed 20 years ago. Um, and is it because... See, I have a firm belief of what happens to us after we die, yeah. that we don't die, yeah. that we continue, that we continue to move forward, we continue to move on. So, my view of death is different because I don't anticipate doom and gloom and destruction for these people. They are on the other side, they are home now, yeah. and they're having a wonderful, uh, wonderful existence being home, and they're supporting us. And in a lot of cases, when we have we're got real heavy grief we don't anticipate and we don't appreciate the fact that they're still with us and that they're hanging around us and they're enjoying their time and the last thing that they want us to do is to grieve heavily um at least that's that's kind of my my take on it what is that close to yours
1: Yes, absolutely. And I love what you've said here because a lot of times when we experience loss, we tend to go into our grieving stages, which is a very natural place of us, you know, going through this evolutionary process of channeling and going through our emotions and allowing our emotions to flow through. We're going to have sadness, we're going to have anger, we're going to have frustration, we're going to have, you know, excitement and joy also. Like we're going to have all of these aspects part of our grieving process. And every part of it is needed and every part of it is beautiful. What ends up happening is that we get stuck in a part of our grieving process where we actually don't move forward. We're then remaining stagnant, and that is where disaster comes. That is where impact happens, and then it creates illness within our own physical body because we're now. We're holding on to all of these emotions and all of these wounds and all of this trauma and we're containing it within our energetic, our physical, our intellectual and our emotional body where it can't actually release itself. And that to us, you know, as a shaman becomes very dangerous in terms of their progression of illnesses because now we're holding on to a story. We've created thought forms with these stories. We've created energy that really isn't serving us. And you know, we can call this misplaced energy or entities that are living within our being. And we create this and we conduct this within our body because we're not actually allowing ourselves to go through the grieving process in a natural state of that evolutionary process of how we grieve. So when we're grieving, you know, we're human beings. It's very important and it's very healthy for us to feel and express are over 27 different emotions that we have within the human emotional body. And that's a really important thing, but the important thing on, you know, the latter side of that is that we don't get trapped in one specific emotion. That we continuously flow through the emotions, we acknowledge, we have awareness, and then we understand where that emotion is coming through and then we release that emotion. It's not about holding on to it, right? So that's the really important part about grieving and You know, I'm a death doula. I I sit by people's beds, and I just did a death and dying ceremony for one of my girlfriends that her father was passing. And death is a beautiful thing, and yes, or sadness because you're not going to see that that person in their physical presence in this lifetime. And yes, it's really important to be able to grieve that, but we're not. They would never want us to be stuck in this grieving process, and. When we go through the death and dying journey of going through that transitional period, our soul is going through an evolutionary growth period. It's going through an ascensional period where we've learned our lessons, we've done the things that we needed to do in this lifetime, and we're moving on into the next part of our soul's evolution. So it's a really beautiful thing. It's a transitional period, but we have been taught by movies, society, you know, social media that death is bad and if someone passes away, you can never experience happiness again, and you have to be in this state of massive depression. But in reality, over 100,000 years ago in our tribal communities, we looked at death as celebrations of life. And this is why celebrations of life are coming back to the forefront, because it's important to celebrate that life that was here and the experiences and the wisdom and the love and everything that that soul essence taught us during their journey here on earth. And when we look at it from that different perspective, through that different lens, it becomes something different for us. And when we connect to that, it becomes way more empowering opposed to disempowering and stuck into this grieving process.
0: You are a death doula. Is that, is that what you call it?
1: Well, when we when we stay by someone's bed, that's what modern day is what they would express that. But to us, that's just what shamans do. We, we do go and we do these rites of passage and we do these journeys of death and dying so that the person that is passing, right, because so many people fear death, rightfully so, because we've been taught to fear death. When they go through this beautiful journey, they realize what that transitional period is. And more than often than not, they will release themselves during that journey because they're then reconnected to the afterlife, heaven, whatever that might be for someone.
0: It must be a beautiful experience if you, when you look at it the right way, because you're also helping people to not be fearful, of what's of what's coming, and that it's it's okay, and and stuff. So, I, I thank you for what you do there, because there is a lot of fear around it. But I I've personally been told that the death experience is easier than the birth experience. I don't know if that's true, but uh, <laughs> what do you think?
1: Well, I think you know coming out of a vaginal canal could can be a little bit more <laughs> stressful it's
0: a, it's a little <laughs> constricting
1: <laughs> than going through you know a vortex in the cosmic waves and to the cosmic consciousness. So, <laughs> I'll go with yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and one of, by the way, one of the things that you do and you did this for me, and I'm I'm really eternally grateful. I I've read it and I've read it and I've read it some more. And there are some things that in it that I would love to uh, talk to you about. Um, Because, you know, the, the thing about us in our life is we, we, we think that we know what we know. And a lot of times we don't know what we, you know, and we don't know what we don't know. And so we're hopeful that, that some of the things that, that we hope to be are actually true. And, and explain the process. First of all, she sent me and it's like it's like uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, eight paragraphs uh, <laughs> about me and about who I am and where I came from and what what I'm here to do, and that maybe I should get a small dog or or at least act like a small dog. I'm not sure what, but uh so I wanted to I wanted to go over it because this is a conversation that you had and you do this for people on a regular basis, yes?
1: Yes, I do that for people that um, it's very limited on who I offer those services to because energetically I like to have that connection with someone before I do. It's not even so much a soul reading. it's like it's like an all-encompassing multi-dimensional reading where I really understand like the sacred purpose, the soul purpose and what you're set out in the experiences, what you're here. To learn because that comes to me when I'm channeling and when I'm traveling the realms and spirit tells me and I just channel it out and I write it out and um, I haven't been wrong so far <laughs> so that's a good thing.
0: <laughs> well, I I, I got to tell you first of all, uh, and I was playing the music beforehand and the, you, there's a, a three-hour piece that, that is just with the pictures and stuff and the music is just beautiful and it's, it's a great way to. um, to calm yourself down and to just live in the moment for for just a moment and the music is so i highly at the end of this we'll we'll talk about how you can get a hold of that music or whatever but um so you're you were showing this this is this is what you wrote i'm being shown before the reading on your headphone oh this is to talk about listen to the music first and then uh calm down and and then so and it says kevin you chose in this lifetime to connect with humanity to feel the world around you when i say the following please let the resonance of my words go directly to your crown chakra into your intuitive knowingness you most certainly come from descendants of the angelic lineages what does that mean
1: (laughs) So you come from a direct lineage of the angelic lineages. So when we talk about lightworkers, I'm sure that we've heard this terminology come throughout, you know, so many people when they speak about, you know, the new earth and, you know, beacons of light and people that are here to help assist as we go through this beautiful shift throughout the planetary system. But what what is shown to me is that it tells me and it shows me the angelic connections on how you were created and why you were created. So it's like visions that I get, and then they show me the archangels, and then they show me the lineages underneath it, kind of like a family tree. And then I'm able to kind of connect that into peace, and then it just channels into me to relay that.
0: Oh, very interesting. So now... When you said when my energy was created, my energy was created long ago. Is that is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, very long ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I've had countless lives, some of which have been more on point than others. As it, <laughs> as it, as it, it has it is made clear to me in here, because you said that there was a period that I forgot my path for a, for a period of time. And that may have been in this life, may have been in previous lives. Yeah. And, uh, but always the purpose was, um, and you even say that th- there was a period of time and there was deep sadness that I couldn't be sharing the way that I envisioned that it was an important reminder of life lessons that you asked for the lifetime to understand your resonance and that you come into, so that you come more into your creativity with pivoting from a dream vision into making it reality. And seeing that is so huge because've always I have always felt like I wanted to take I wanted to make people happy and the world a happier place and bring it into reality mm-hmm. and then you look around and you see the issues that we have and, and the death and destruction of some places, it hurts the soul it it hurts it hurt it physically hurts me to see that kind of thing continuing to go on um is that is that part of my frustration with the with what's going on is that it, it's just not it's it's not manifesting fast enough because i'm a little bit impatient
1: <laughs> i think that we all have a little bit of impatience within us but you know when i go back into that channeling cuz i've done that quite some time ago it was really you know what was being brought to me was that everything that was being created in this now moment was very challenging for you to step into your gifts. And it was almost like there was a reason why you were not actually able to embody your gifts in this lifetime. And it was more of like, what they were showing me was like, you kind of sitting on the bench and just kind of waiting for for the right timing to be able to come into your own ideology of what that vision was going to be in order to be able to help shift others into this beautiful, positive vibrational frequency. And then it showed me a period of stagnancy where you were really challenged, where almost like the sadness and depression had come over you because you didn't feel like you were living on purpose, that your purpose wasn't coming into alignment. But then what they were showing me was that, it wasn't the right timing in that now moment that that timing was meant for healing. And that time for you was meant for you to do the work that you needed to do before coming back out and kind of going back into that soul expression of being back on purpose. So that's what they were showing me in the visions.
0: Do you remember, did did we ever talk about the Mike bad country music song period? (laughs) Um. I did I, 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 I felt like I wanted to make a change in my life and, and uh that's when I asked the question, why am I really here and what am I here to do and how can I be more impactful? And then that sent me on a journey to learn about meditation and spirituality and the different and, and the different realms that are out there and the different things that I was here to learn. And that led me to the radio show, which led me to the other radio show and then all of that did that for a year and all of it stopped because of financial considerations and then that's when i entered my bad country music song period which is i think what this is talking about here which was um my dad died my dog died love that dog it's amazing that we talk about a dog on the in here and um And my wife left and I lost my house and I had to declare bankruptcy and I hit a bridge with a truck and I, and I got sued for $50,000 all in a three or four year period. So it was, and it was, I was depressed. All my friends went away uh, because of my wife left and they, as a couple, we were all couples and they all went with her and nobody called anymore. And so it was just now down just to me and my kids and, and my family. And so but that was a pure, that was a clearing of all of the things that needed to take place. And then I had the opportunity to drive a bus in Seattle for 12 years, and I learned um, humility and dignity and what it's like to be a human that is on down on their luck and homeless and, the, and how to be kind to people who nobody's going to talk to them all day long except for you and and that kind of stuff. So I have, but so I firmly believe I needed to go through all of those things to get to a point of where I am today, Uh, which I'm still not where I'm going to be and where I need to be, where I would love to finish. But uh, does that, does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. And honestly, Kevin, I didn't know any of this obviously, because we never chatted about this, but that all makes sense to why I was being shown the visions that I was being shown. And everything was telling me healing. So that was definitely a time and space for you to go through a deep transformative healing. And, you know, something similar like that happened in my life where things just naturally cleanse themselves out the way that they were intended to. But if I would have been in that mindset, like, why is this happening to me and poor me, right, but going into that humility and understanding that we all go through these incredible trials and tribulations, which I call beautiful experiences, because in reality, they're perfection, because they teach us something so valuable, they teach us something that really helps us flourish within our own gifts and abilities, our own internal medicines, just like what you you know, like, what you learned right there was like that patience, that humility, that trust and that surrender that everything was going to be okay, right? And this is what these experiences teach us if we allow them to reveal themselves to us without getting in our own way. So for me, now it really makes sense why I was getting those visions. I never knew you had a dog either. So (laughs) Um, the thing about the dog, they were showing me that, um, they're showing me like the unconditional love of, of that dog and the resilience Of that dog and it was it was kind of showing it more like as your pet and I don't know if this is for companionship or for you to just be able to surrender yourself in this beautiful state of resiliency and unconditional love so it can be one of the latter but um, if you feel called to obviously have a dog then that's what it means you're looking for that companionship that partnership with with that with that animal guide so i think that's really beautiful
0: at, at, at this point in time it's more about remembering the unconditional love uh that that a dog and even, more than a cat i'm sorry cat people i'm, I'm just <laughs> but a I, I the dog that uh, was my best friend was he was it was totally unconditional and, and every time that I walked in the door, he was happy. I wish I'd, my wife was as happy to see me as he was. Uh, but he was always, you know, there for me. So and I've always been a dog person. But that that one was near and dear to my heart. And I ended up having to put him down because he had cancer. Um, but, you know, the, that that was just a sign of maybe that's what I've been looking for and continue to look for in my, in my life is, is really is unconditional love. And so far I've only found it in a dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to start dating dogs. I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm misconstrued. But yeah, I think that, you know, when an animal can show us that they just have an unconditional love towards us, it's such a beautiful and powerful thing that that is actually possible. And when we connect with our own spirit and our own essence and our oversoul and the creator, the universe, God, whoever that might be, for whoever is listening, is that that unconditional love is there. There is infinite unconditional love and intelligence that surrounds us on a daily basis that is there to fulfill us, there to create happiness within us, and there to create peace within us it's just up to us to choose to step into it and to acknowledge it and to receive it.
0: And if you can, if you can do that, if you, if you have problems doing that, let's say go talk to Roxanne, she can, she can really, she can help you Um, because it's, it is so important that you accept some of those things, but look for the future and, and, and live in the present, but also be prepared for some really cool things. Uh, to happen to you, because I'm willing to bet the cool things happen to you almost every day.
1: Miracles happen every single day, every single day to all of us. I just I just see them a little bit better because I've removed all of these layers and these filters that remove me from experiencing these miracles. But the quicker that we go into this state of trust and surrendering and i know that seems like a really foreign concept but it's like that knowingness it's like when you love someone there's that knowingness when you know something you know without a doubt within your own being it's a knowingness when you love someone it's a knowingness it's undescribable and this unwavering sense of you know inner peace and knowingness is exactly that surrendering to knowingness is exactly that it's undescribable because there's nothing else like it and then you can never unknow it because once you have that knowingness the awareness is there and you can't unknow what you already know so it's just such a powerful thing so when we come and we're living in this place of surrender and knowingness you know some people might refer to this as faith because we have to have faith in order to surrender and in order for us to experience that knowingness and when we surrender and when we have that faith that everything will always work out as it should. Nothing needs to be forced. Nothing needs to be manipulated. Everything will work out as it should. And we allow the divinity around us to happen and to flourish. That is when the most beautiful gifts are given to us and the most beautiful things transpire within our life because we're not living in stress. We're not living in chaos. We're not living in this, you know, world of thinking that you know we don't belong here we're not worthy of you know such and such we just have a profound knowingness and that overrides absolutely every thought process that we have within our within our intellectual body
0: sometimes does it make you just laugh yes (laughs) (laughs) and when i when i say that it's like Oh, you guys did it again. That's, see, I have conversations with, with, with my guy just like, uh, all right, well, you guys get the pick. You show me what you want me to do, and I'll do it. And, and, uh, and they d- will talk to me through music, and they talk to me yep. through all kinds of different stuff.
1: Sometimes I'm just like, seriously? Okay. (laughs) Let me laugh this out. Like, I really just experienced an emotion. I get in my car and the song comes on. and It's talking all about that emotion. I'm like, all right, okay. (laughs) I get the point, you know.
0: (laughs) That happens to you too?
1: Yeah.
0: Let's move forward. (laughs) It it is crazy that uh, I will, uh, um, I I tell the story of, uh, I was in the, um, safeway parking lot and a gal comes up to me and says sir you know we don't have any money and i would like to buy a loaf of bread and i knew i had cash on me which i rarely do and so i reached into my wallet but it was only a 20 and i said oh what the heck so i gave her a 20 dollar bill and she looked at me and her eyes got real big and she goes now we can get grilled cheese sandwiches it's hard to imagine when your day is made by being able to put cheese on a piece of bread and toast it and but in her that made her really really happy so i get in my car turn the engine on these and the the song that's playing is i forget the name of the artist but it's give a little bit (laughs) give a little bit of, of your life today or something like that and it's like okay i get it you're acknowledging the fact that i did something good and i really appreciate that
1: And we think that these are all synchronicities and coincidences, but in reality, they're all, all these small miracles, just kind of that affirmation that we are not alone, right? We're always being guided throughout our journey. And when we pay something forward, it feels so good in the resonance of who we are. It feels so good. in you know, just in our heart space, and that's where we need to come back to. And that's just that reminder to come back into that heart space of giving and receiving also, right? Of receiving that thank you of, you know, we get to actually eat a grilled cheese today. And again, bringing back to that humility and that groundedness and realizing that we're all human beings. We're all going through these experiences together. They're not the exact same experiences, but they're very similar. So, you know, it goes a long way to just show compassion and love and towards one another.
0: I got to ask you, because you've been around... You know, Well, you've been around for a little while, and you've been around death and dying, and you've been around all this stuff, but one of the things that I think is really true is, and it real, really rings true for me, is the simplest kindnesses are some of the most profound things that you can do in this world. And, and, and at least in, in from my heart, it's like if I if I say hello to somebody who's feeling downtrodden or they are not smiling or, or whatever, or they're the uh, cashier at the grocery store or whatever it is, just a little kindness of just saying hello seems to resonate with me much more than a big old grandiose thing that I might do. Absolutely.
1: absolutely, and It it doesn't have to be grandiose. And sometimes it will be grandiose. And sometimes it's going to be. And, you know, I really don't like the reference of small actions, because these small actions really aren't small actions, because their impact is so great. So there are great things that are happening. There are great impacts that are happening. And, you know, just speaking to someone throughout their day and offering them a beautiful compliment. You don't know what somebody is going through in their intellectual body. They may be contemplating ending their life that one day, you know, like, or they may be going through their dark night of the soul or going through their healing process that just one word can literally uplift and change everything within their life. And it's not to say that we have to have ownership over that, but it just goes to show that Nothing is of small impact. Everything has a great impact. It's like this beautiful trickle effect. It's the butterfly effect, right? Everything creates impact, energetic frequency, and vibration, and creates significance in terms of that healthy connection of healthy love towards one another.
0: I wanted to ask you because also in the uh, in the uh, channeling that you did, you also talked about uh, uh, my vibration that comes from my voice. Uh, explain what that means. I'm not exactly sure I know what that means, but but we all have got vibrational gifts that we come here with and so for some people it may be a voice for others it's a look for others it's something that's shining their eye or that smile that they have or the way that they carry themselves You, you know what i mean so when you say when it says here that the the my my voice was a part of my my package as it were what does that mean
1: Yeah. And you know what? I love to expand on what you've just said here because we do all emanate these beautiful and different frequencies and vibrations. We have these beautiful, unique imprints throughout the world. And even when we create art, even when we, you know, even in sports or anything of that nature that brings true passion where your, your real vibrational frequency is emitting into, it becomes that much more powerful and that much more meaningful. And for you, what was channeled to me was that your voice carries very much so much healing and uplifting. And, you know, I'm sure that this is kind of a little bit relevant now that you're, you know, you're doing a radio show, but the vibration of your voice, the frequency of your voice actually soothes people and actually heals people as they listen to you they're inclined to want to be in that connection with you because that's part of your own innate gifts and abilities is that you have this beautiful gift that you can draw people in with your voice and that captivates them and those words that you say create a different resonance within their being than what i would say in the way that my voice emanates and you know vibrates well, whoever is attracted to that vibrational frequency will be, you know, attracted to what I speak and to what I say, but those that are attracted to your vibrational of your frequency of your voice already are in grasp of that connection of when they hear you speak. So when they hear you speak, you're captivating them, you're drawing them in and they're listening with intent. And when we listen with intent, that's when little shifts begin to happen, our mindset begins to shift. Our emotional body begins to shift. Our energetic body begins to shift. And then our physical body begins to shift. So that's part of your own innate internal medicines, which is a beautiful gift that you've been given.
0: And been given is the correct word. I had nothing to do with it. It was it came from, you know, and that's what really amazes me is that there was such thought and planning in all of our existence that we are living through here that predated our birth and all and we said okay we we you need to have this gift and so this is the gift that we are going to give you that that is that you can cultivate uh over time and it's it's an important gift whatever the gift is go ahead
1: think a bit about like a little, you know, beautiful gem seed that is implanted within your heart space. And it's up to you to nourish and flourish it in order for it to grow throughout this lifetime. And as it expands more of your internal medicines, more of your gifts and abilities come to the surface. And some people have a very challenging time believing that they have gifts and abilities. But the reality is you have something sacred that nobody else has just like your you know, your fingerprint is unique to any other person, any, you know, 7 billion people or 8 billion people that are on this planetary system. No one is alike. And this is also part of your true identity is this sacred purpose. And that sacred purpose is your gifts and your abilities. That purpose is there regardless of what we've been taught. So we have this beautiful little, you know, beautiful gem that is in, planted and in placed into us and entrusted into us. And it's up for us to decide if we want to nourish it and if we want to water it and allow it to flourish in the way that it's intended to.
0: You know, the funniest thing is that when we have, and I know that you've heard this before, I've heard it a lot. When somebody says, when when you compliment somebody because they do something extraordinarily well and their first reaction is, oh, it just comes naturally to me. Well there's a reason why it just comes naturally to you and you should use that reason to to expand it to grow it so that you can reach your full potential. Is and, that Yeah.
1: Yeah, and we call this your expertise. And your expertise is never something that can be learned or taught. It's just something that is innately within you. It's not like a skill set, it's not an ability in terms of, like, you know, learning how to write or learning how to read or learning business. It literally is something that is your expertise within you. And the more that you foster it, the more that you nourish it the more expertise that you start to attain, more wisdom, more knowledge you attain within that specific area of what your expertise is. And that is your gift. That is your ability. And it's something that comes natural to you. It's not something that is forced. It's not something that you have to learn. It's something that just comes to you. And it's with practice, your own internal practice, that you strengthen that expertise and you strengthen that knowingness.
0: And yet, a lot of us poo-poo it, and basically say, "Oh, that's easy," you know. It's maybe easy for you, but it's not easy for me.
1: Well, I think we even see this with you know natural-born athletes or natural-born, you know, like artists, artistry, and we think about like musicians. Some people are just gifted with that voice or gifted with that, like with that skill set, with that expertise, and. That's a really beautiful thing that was part of their sacred purpose. So it's up to them if they decide to choose to discover that or not.
0: I get, I get to talk to so many people that would say, oh, it was just a download. It's like, now, I want you to think about what you just said. It's just a download. Now, downloads don't happen to everybody. I just want, or we're not aware of them. And some people are more sensitive to them. Like, you get downloads, I imagine, all the time because you're very sensitive to them. Whereas other folks may think, oh, that was just a dream. Or that was just that was just a, a passing thought. And, and suddenly, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and so we need to we need to pay attention to each moment because that is when the, the, that's when those little nuggets grow inside of us.
1: Absolutely. And it's never just a dream. It's never just a fleeing thought. It's always connection to divine intelligence. And, you know, it's funny, I was really brought to like how we can see things a little bit outside of ourselves. And when we're constantly focusing with our eyes or, you know, with our brain, we're always looking for something that is concrete and that it's something that is measurable and that it's tangible. But the unseen world is when we're out of focus and when we're not focusing on the things that, you know, we need to be thinking of or that we need to be seeing. And if you ever look at, you know, a light that is like a little, you know, even like a little flashlight or anything like that of that nature. And if you look at it in certain angles, when you're focusing, it looks just like a light. But when you look at it a little bit unfocused, you can see all of the quantum. You can see all of the areas where the light actually emanates from and how it spectrums all around us. Just like we have all of these, you know, frequencies and radio frequencies that are happening around us. Just like how we have satellite radio in our car All of these things are happening around us constantly. We're just not aware of them because we're not focusing. We're not in that state of unfocus where we can actually experience it. We're focusing too much on what's tangible in front of us. So when we have these dreams, when we have these visions or we have these thoughts, it's something beyond that. And we need to start leaning into that and finding curiosity with that because that leads us down a more beautiful path as we start exploring that because our imagination is our creativity and our creativity is our realism and our realism is what creates everything around us so
0: would you explain to me why uh, somebody can get in their car turn on their car turn on the radio and it doesn't astonish them that the radio plays and it's not hooked up to anything yet. When we start talking about um, the energy that we emote and the energy that we have and the vibration and stuff, people think, Oh, that's just woo, woo crap. (laughs) Well, go get in your car and turn on the radio. Is that woo? Woo? That's just science.
1: You know, it's just science and we are science in a sense. We're not science, we're spiritual, but what we call it here, you know, what, how we measure things, is very scientific, but in quantum science and measurable science and organized religions, we are energy and energy cannot be created and energy can never be destroyed. And that's proven just like the law of gravity. So when we understand that we are actually energetic, electromagnetic beings, it changes everything because- Energy can never be destroyed. That means that there's energy around us at every given moment that carries its own intelligence, carries its own wisdom, and carries its own beauty. So when we realize that, it becomes way more empowering in terms of realizing that there's so much around us that is consistently and constantly supporting us.
0: You know, I had to laugh um i um before my mother passed away she's she's a fundamentalist christian and and i said um to her one day because i firmly believe and you said it here in my in my reading that i've had many 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 lives i have been alive a lot longer than 150,000 years which is what they think human beings have been here and so i said (laughs) i said to her you know mom we're we are an energetic being having, having a human experience we are not a human being and she was like, "That's blasphemy." We, of course, we're human beings, and but we are more than that. We are energy, which means the exciting part is there are places in the in the universe that we can go that we have that that I have not been yet that I can go to um, because I'm an energetic being, and and it, we can go anywhere.
1: And that's when we think about, you know, when we think about our soul essence, which has also been proven in science is that we do, it has been confirmed. We do have a soul essence and that soul essence is obviously energy and our physical body carries their own energy systems, like our chakra systems or meridians. So when we understand that we are literally this one big energetic conductor, (laughs) it's a really powerful thing. And it's to say that not every lifetime that we've come into this planetary system, we have lived many lifetimes, not everyone, not everyone is, you know, an ancient or an old soul, some of them are newer souls, some of them are more modern souls. But when we think about it, like we've lived throughout the omniverse, we have lived throughout, you know, what people would call like the abyss and the cosmics. And we've lived for countless of years, being in this beautiful energetic form, still growing and still going through our evolutionary process, just because we don't have a physical vessel, doesn't mean that we don't have knowledge and wisdom, just like, you know, what's happening around us when things are connecting with one another, they have that knowledge and wisdom in order to connect to your satellite radio, right? Like there, there's always that wisdom that is being connected. So when we understand that it's so much more than what we've been taught and what we've been told, and that science is now just catching up to spirituality is a very powerful thing because we're on the brinks of really learning and understanding ourselves in our multi dimensional being because we've never really understood that we just thought we don't even really understand the human brain yet. We haven't unlocked that Neuroscientists, scientists haven't really unlocked what just the human brain is capable of, let alone the energetic body, right? So we have ideas, we have, you know, ideas around our auric field, we have ideas around how our energy emanates, how it heals. All of these things but we don't really understand everything that is entailed because it's humanly impossible to understand everything that is happening within the omniverse and how we were created so that's just my belief system
0: no i think that you are absolutely correct and i i tried number one i trust that system and you know how i how i trust that system and how i know it it is true that we have a soul let me take you back into the mists of time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when was when was a, when I was a with me <laughs> when, when I was a kid they don't do this so much today because most a lot of people are cremated but you know that when you see somebody die and they have passed um, there is a different look to them than they were when they were alive and my uh, um
1: the soul leads the body
0: yes my and i when i was 13 my grandfather passed away one of them and the other one had passed away a couple years earlier they and they he had a particular look to his face he, his his um, um eyes were a certain way his lips were pierced pursed a certain way and that was how he looked and they tried after he passed away they had a picture of him and they tried to make him look like the picture of when he was alive and they couldn't do it yeah. was it wasn't even close and the and the other grandpa when he passed away and of course there was the showing and we would go up and i looked at him and i said he ain't here and yeah. And I knew I knew for a fact that what that was was a used car that had no longer functioned. And but he wasn't here; his essence was gone from there, and it was vibrating at a higher rate. And he was probably in the room; we just couldn't see him.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's- and I see that every time that I help someone transition over, and even when I, you know, doing cycle pumping and. For those that are shamans or that practice that is when we bring these beautiful souls and we make sure that they pass the veil, it's a really beautiful thing because they show your physical body and the soul essence, even though they look similar, there is already some differences that happen. So it's really interesting.
0: So so, wait a minute you're not gonna get away with that say that again
1: (laughs) (laughs) so uh, as a shaman we go into the middle world what we call it so it looks just like this but it's where like what we would call like lost souls go to where they're waiting for loved ones or they haven't passed the veil or they don't even know that they've passed yet right and we go and we go into this process which is called psycho pumping and we bring them through and we carry them through the veils to make sure that they go and that they're not lost souls so when we do these ceremonies it's like we're we're literally just bringing them through the veil bringing them through the veil so that they can go throughout their transitional period because to us they're in limbo when they're in the middle world they can't reincarnate and they can't go through their their evolutionary growth because they're stuck in the middle world
0: gotcha and so what they can't do then yeah, but but they they have a they have a physical form.
1: They do, yeah, they do. And um you'll kind of hear about that with mediums, like when you have like spirits in your house or things like that, like actual sightings where you can actually physically they have enough energy to muster up where you can actually see parts of their physical mass. That is what we call a lost soul. So they're stuck in the middle world. They haven't fully transitioned through to the veil.
0: And is that, in a lot of the time, is that because of the lack of, I mean, I know there we are drawn to the veil automatically, but is it because they fought it, because they didn't believe it, or they were scared of where they were going, or?
1: Yeah, or they get lost, right? They get lost on their way, somehow they drift out, and, or sometimes they wait for loved ones, if a loved one has a pact with, an, like, this, you see a lot with spouses, where they're like, wait, I'll wait for you until, like, wait for me, wait for me, like, you'll hear that. They'll say that like some of their last words or their exchanges is like, wait for me, like just wait for me. Well, they don't understand that while they wait, they're waiting in this middle world and they're not actually waiting at the afterlife. They're not waiting past the veil. And then they're literally just there waiting for that person, looking for them, calling out for for their partner.
0: And their partner may go through the veil and then they miss that connection until they get, until they get taken to the other side.
1: Right. And that's what most shamans will do is when they go through journey, they pump them through to make sure that they go through that through that transitional period.
0: That's important work.
1: It is very important work. Yes.
0: You do a lot of really cool stuff or a lot of really important things. It's, you know, if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, Roxanne, how do they do it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anyone can connect with me on social media under Roxanne Chaput. I'm everywhere or on my website at RoxanneChaput.com or TheIlluminationRetreat.com.
0: And we need to talk about the Illumination Retreat, but we'll talk about that next time we've been doing this. I need to honor your time. Uh, I, I wish I didn't have to, but, but, <laughs> but I could talk to you for hours. Aww. I could really could Thank because you, you, are, you are so gifted at what you do. Um, and your, your, the, the, um, channeling you gave me was so spot on and I'm, I'm saving it for, for the future because, um, it's, it's, it's important. And there's so much is so real and you are so awesome. And I get to see you again on the 14th. You. Will you, will you come back on my show?
1: Of course I will. You know, I'll be back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've got so much to talk about and we haven't even scratched the surface. service
1: absolutely it sounds great kevin and thank you so much for having me it has been an honor as always and i so look forward to having you on the show
0: ah it's gonna be great fun we'll have well <laughs> i'm a little bit irreverent when i'm a guest on the show but that's okay i'm we'll be fine. i'm
1: a jokester so you know i'm good with jokes <laughs> i like to yeah. laugh at myself my husband says i'm not that funny but i think i am <laughs> supposedly they're, they're mom jokes <laughs>
0: well you know that's a, that's the thing about you your your spouse has been with you how long have you been married
1: uh we've been together over five years
0: when you're married for or together for that long a period um you know you've probably run through your repertoire
1: my- <laughs> I come up with new jokes and new material and it's still not that funny <laughs> so I just laugh at myself
0: <laughs> my, my kids are funny because they'll they'll go they'll say to me Oh, Dad, really? Come on. You (laughs) can do the same shtick for 20 years. It's it's new. No, Dad, it's the same stuff. So, um, Roxanne, if somebody wants to go to your website, how do they get there?
1: Uh, Yeah, just uh, www.roxanne.com.
0: You know, I haven't said Chaput yet, but uh, (laughs) did I do okay?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good.
0: Uh, very good, Roxanne. Very good, you do.
1: very good. Very, good.
0: <laughs> very very good. We enjoy you greatly. You, you are dynamic. It's, I've been thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, as others will. And um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that if you're listening to this and this resonates with you, it's because Roxanne is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I wish you the best. I wish everybody out there the best. And I want to thank you being here again and if you wait right there i'll be right back hey thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of positive talk Radio.net. please visit our website oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all i'm kevin mcdonald and i'm proud of these shows and i truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.